Hello, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Hayfee Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hayfee, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how you, what are some of the best practices for getting your podcast, your video podcast, YouTube channel set up and running. Let's talk about it. Welcome. Aww. We're just we're just gonna throw them all out there because we forget which one is the right one every time anyway. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hey, no matter where you happen to be watching or subscribing or watching or listening, be sure to hit that subscribe button and then follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. And let's have a conversation over there once this is all said and done. Happy whoops, happy to answer questions, wrong button. We're we're getting it, we're working it out. It's been a long week. Bear with me. Uh, rocking with some spin drift today. Just uh, some orange mango spin drift. I need to, I need to uh, expand my beverage horizon. So if you have any good, like sparkling water um, recommendations that I haven't tried, let me know. Let me uh, let me a message or let me a comment. So a few updates to go through today. It's actually been a productive week, which I'm I'm happy to say. Um, because weeks haven't been, at least on outside of the day job, weeks haven't been incredibly productive. They've just been in kind of a rut. Uh, this week, I was able to kind of pull myself out of that a little bit by doing, just working on some different projects and things like that. So first thing I want to talk about, this isn't really a product, productivity thing, but I just wanted to highlight this uh, guy named Stuart, who's a super talented artist, uh, worked, him in, worked with him on the past for some branding for um, a company that I work for, uh, and he sells art uh, on his website, and it's stuartjwallace.com. Uh, I purchased a piece from his website because it's amazing art, and he sent me the piece I ordered, obviously, plus an additional piece. So I uh, just want to kind of give him a little shout out because he does some really cool stuff. Let's go to this view here. So there we go. So this is the piece that I ordered. I'm going to uh, see, is that right? Yeah, that's right. This piece just kind of, so what he does, which is really interesting, is he takes pages out of like National Geographic. This isn't the only thing that he does, but this is kind of one of the styles that he does. This one, by the way, you probably can't see it. You definitely can't see it, but it's from September, 1975. So these are some old pages. And he just takes them and he draws and paints over them. There's so much detail on that when you really get into it. And this one just kind of stuck out to me because at the time when I bought it, I was still kind of in that creative rut this to me just almost looked, it's like myself, like a person standing in the middle and then just all of their thoughts swirling uncontrollably outside of them. Um, who knows if that was his initial intention when he made this, but it stuck out to me. So I got this one and then he sent me a second one. This one is kind of the same style. This one's also from National Geographic, April 1975. And that's this piece here which is super cool. I don't know where his motivation comes from or how he sort of gets to this point, but it's super impressive. I really like it. I got to go buy some frames for those. So anyway, Stuart, thanks for those. I uh, appreciate that. Keep up the amazing work. Also, um, another thing that I did this past week that I'm excited about is I purchased a kind of like a starter 
little CineWoop drone. So you've probably heard of FPV drone flying, which is different from Mavic drone flying because FPV, there's no, you know, safety um, sensors and things like that. You know, when you fly a Mavic drone, you can essentially move forward, backward, you left, right, and you can kind of pan like that. But in FPV, you can go up and down and do all sorts of crazy stuff. And I've been super interested in it in a while, but I haven't really pursued it. I got a simulator called Velocidrone, which I haven't played in a while, but uh, I have played in the past. And it's really hard to do it correctly. Um, but hold on a second here. Turn off the volume. No. Sorry, that's the delay on Facebook. But anyway, yeah, I've been really interested in these um, FPV drones. And, you know, for a while there, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll buy, I'll buy one, you know, buy a kit and build it myself, which I probably should do at least at some point, just so I know how to put them together. That's from what I've seen. That's kind of what people typically recommend is get a kit, learn how to build it so that you understand how it works so that if it breaks, you know how to rebuild it. Um, but the one that I bought is just a little indoor one. It's like this big. I originally saw it um, on the Potato Jet, I think on his vlog channel. I can't remember if he put it on his Potato Jet channel. Um, but yeah, he bought one. It comes with goggles. It's 129 bucks. I should leave a link to that in the description because it's, um, it's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, like a drone like this, got some guards on around the propellers comes with the goggles. So you can sit there and, and fly, um, indoors and get some FPV practice. And it's a cine whoop, which means that it's going to go nice and slow. Uh, and it's not going to, you know, I'm sure you could do some damage with it, but you probably won't do nearly as much damage with it uh, if it was an actual CineWoop that you were flying around. That's from a website called Beta FPV. And uh, if I remember, I will leave a link to that in the description after this video so you can check it out. Uh, but hopefully that'll come in soon and I can start practicing and, and driving the dogs crazy and, and the family and you know buzzing the CineWoop around their, their heads and things like that. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, also, and this, we're, this is, we're in the very, very early stages of this, but, uh, me and my wife are considering opening an Amazon, um, an Amazon store, uh, for a while now I've hosted a website, um, just kind of as a side project that I touch on every now and then when I have the time, it's called OMG Gimme. And it's sort of like, uh, along the lines of the, um, uh, like this is why I'm broke.com or, you know, there's other websites like that where they feature just these crazy kind of off the wall, funny products. And a lot of those products are linked um, with affiliate links. So that's what this OMG gimme is, is just an affiliate website. But we thought, well, you know, Hey, maybe there's an opportunity to make a little bit of extra money and actually create an Amazon store where we're selling these same types of sort of gag gift type products. Um, and, uh, you know, bought a course on Udemy, Udemy, however you pronounce it, uh, getting started in that. So that'll be kind of an ongoing project that I will update you all about and let you know how that goes. Uh, but you know, I'm just having fun with it for now. We'll see where it goes. could be fun. Could, it could, uh, could make us some extra money. We'll see. Um, last thing I want to talk about before we kind of get into the main topic was, so I've been working on this. I actually may make a video on this on the main channel at some point. I'm so overdue for making a, uh, uh, a, a new video for the main channel. But um, what, what I've been working on is sort of like a new photo process. I, I find personally that 
I can get a decent look in most cases for photos that I take in Lightroom only. You know, I'm all about efficiency. If I can do all of my post-processing in one place, then I will. But I've started to expect a little more out of my own photography and it, I'm finding it hard to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish by using Lightroom alone. And chances are, you know, it, if you see work out there that looks, that just sort of, you know, you'll see a, a kind of a normal looking photo, then you'll see a photo that just makes you go, wow. And typically those types of photos are usually processed in different ways. They might be brought into Photoshop to do some secondary type of processing. By the way, that's Pudge for whatever reason. He, he'll bark at shadows in the corners of rooms. So if you hear him barking in the background, he's, he's my pug. Just disregard it. He, he may do that occasionally. Anyway, um, so what was, oh yeah. So, uh, what I was trying to figure out is, okay, is there a way that I can maybe incorporate some post-processing in Photoshop and also do it in Lightroom or, or sort of take some steps out of the process. And I found a way to do it. Uh, I'm not going to go through all of it here, but, um, so it's kind of a two prong thing. The first was how can I use Photoshop to bring a little bit of extra life out of my photos. And I found a super simple way to do that using some blend modes and, and a high pass filter in Photoshop. It's like a, you know, a three, four step process. It's super easy. But then in addition to that, there's also another way to create what's called an action out of that. So you can create kind of the action. You can sort of record your, your editing process and you can save that as an action. And then that action can be imported into Lightroom so that when you export from Lightroom, it executes that action. In other words, it'll export the photo, then pop it open in Photoshop and execute that action. Um, and then you have this sort of newly processed photo, but you didn't have to do a whole bunch of extra step, uh, extra steps to get to it. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm going to share a little bit more about that, uh, when I get a chance to, but those are kind of the updates for the week. So let's jump in to the main topic, which again is if you've got a podcast and you want it in video form, um, what's, how's the best way, what's the best way to go about getting your podcast YouTube channel set up and up and running? What are some of the best practices? What are some of the ways to, um, make sure that you're getting the most exposure, most visibility out of it? Now I will say off the bat there, there's going to be a lot of do as I say, not as I do type of, um, recommendations in this episode. Reason being, um, you know, I've been very consistent with this podcast as far as just hosting it once a week, every Sunday, uh, I'm going 45 episodes strong now, uh, every single week. And for me, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Now I do have a separate podcast clips channel and we're going to get into why I have that, but, um, I don't really have, I can't, I, I think I've uploaded maybe a few clips there, but I 100% have not been consistent with that at all. Um, there are also a couple other things that I'm going to bring up that I haven't quite incorporated into this podcast and really just comes down to the fact that I'm working on a lot of other things. And, um, it's an interesting thing for me. I find that it's easier for me to, you know, put in more effort when it comes to working on other people's things than it is on my own, I guess, because, you know, I'm sort of beholden to someone else's deadline. Maybe that's, that's what it is. But 
that's kind of, yeah, that's where I stand. So this podcast could probably be more popular if I put a little bit more effort into it, but I just, I just have a hard time doing that. So, so what I'm getting at is, yes, I'm working on other things, but one of the other projects that I'm working on, uh, is a, another podcast. Um, I'm producing a podcast separately on the side and we are incorporating some of the techniques that I'm going to be talking about, but these are also things that if you look around, um, at some of the popular podcasts out there right now, you will see that this is kind of, these are kind of like the best practices. And th these are a lot of things that people are doing to optimize their podcasts on YouTube. So first things first, the title of this episode is how to set up your podcast YouTube channel the right way. And I said singular, but in reality, when you are getting your podcast up on YouTube, you should technically be using two different channels. And again, we'll get into a little bit of why that is. But first, you obviously want to have, um, you're going to have a main channel and you're going to have a clips channel. So let's talk about the main channel first. Now, the main channel is just your, your main podcast YouTube channel. And you want to strive to keep the content on this channel basically your, your podcast in full. And by the way, I live stream all of my podcasts and then those live streams live on my YouTube channel as full length episodes. Um, but you don't have to live stream to, you know, obviously get your videos up. If you, if you produce your video podcast separately, perfectly fine. You can upload that separately. Um, it kind of works all the same way, whether you're producing it beforehand or live streaming it, but just some best practices when you're setting up your main podcast, YouTube channel. And a lot of these will apply really for any YouTube channel that you're starting. But, um, you know, you want to get your up to upload defaults and I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on these again, because these are general tips for any podcast or any YouTube channel, but you know, you utilize things like your upload defaults, where if you can go into your YouTube settings, you can enter in a default description that uploads with every single video that you upload. And this can include things like links to your social media pages. This could include a link to your website. This can include a link to your podcast clip channel, which again, we will talk about shortly. Um, excuse me. You could, uh, use ad affiliate links. If you don't have an Amazon affiliate account, I recommend that you have one, even a podcast and a YouTube channel, um, like this or my main channel, you know, where I don't have a ton or where I don't have a massive audience. I still get, uh, clicks on my affiliate links that drives a little bit of additional revenue every single month. And that's great. You know, uh, especially if your affiliate links relate to the, t the content that you are presenting in your videos or your podcast, that helps even more. For example, for me, in most of my videos, I, you know, suggest a lot of gear or the podcasting videos, you know, these are the types of podcast gear that you should consider if you're setting up your old podcast. And I've had people go in and click my affiliate links for those and buy basically everything that I've recommended. And I get a little kickback from that as, as an Amazon affiliate. So try that and just kind of leave it in your, your description. And it's another way to just generate a little bit of, of additional, uh, revenue. Um, you know, you obviously want to be able to present your podcast well. So have some channel art, you know, the banner that runs at the top of the channel, there are templates that you can download so that you can kind of get that, um, formatted correctly. And, and so that it looks good. And no matter what device you're using, uh, you want to make sure that you're including links in your header section as well. And that includes social media links, website, and also links to any other related YouTube channels that you're using. 
Um, let's see. And then as far as, you know, optimizing your videos, utilize end screens um, so that when people get to the end of your videos, assuming that they're watching the entire thing, they're going to either click to subscribe if they like what they saw and they're not subscribed already, or maybe they'll click to watch uh, another upload or a video that you're suggesting that might be related to the video that they just watched. Just something to keep them more on your channel or at least get them to subscribe. Utilize those things uh, as much as possible. Um, and I heard a good tip too. There's, cause so, so when you upload a video, you have the option of adding end screens. You also have the option of uh, adding cards. And cards are basically ways to add, if you see the little pop-up, it pops up in the corner of the screen sometimes on YouTube videos. And you can click on that. You can go to other YouTube videos or you can go to an approved website, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't use those that often. And the reasoning why I used to, but the reasoning why I don't anymore is because that encourages people to go away from your YouTube channel, especially if you're, you know, you're using a website or just really anytime you click on it, you're clicking away from the video you're watching. And that means that you're view time, assuming if those cards are, are successful, that means that you are reducing the amount of time that people are watching your video. And watch time is such a huge um, factor when it comes to whether or not your, your video gets any exposure based on the algorithm with YouTube um, that, you know, I don't want to hinder that. So that's why I would rather opt to include links in the description or use end screens that only will appear at the very end of the video so that people will be encouraged to watch more of the video versus click away as soon as possible. Little tip there. Um, also, let's see, featured video. Yeah, so um, again with podcasts, um, use the featured video section. Show people what your, your latest video was or maybe there's a particular video that's popular. Set that as your featured video so that that's one of the first things that people see when they come to your channel. And finally, this is a big one, because it will help when it comes to your clips channel, which we'll talk about next. Um, but use timestamps, uh, go through after you've produced your podcast, go through. And if you live stream it, you have to do it after the fact, but go through and find out, okay, this topic, uh, we start talking about this topic here and then this topic here, and you, you'll see them in a lot of podcast episodes, but this will serve two purposes. If you can put timestamps in your description that show, okay, we, we talk about exhibit a, at two minutes and 36 seconds. If somebody's just interested exclusively in that, they can click on that and go right to that section of the podcast. Um, so that's helpful for allowing people to see what they want to see within your episode. The other way that it's helpful is it will uh, give you an indication of when the different topics are throughout the episode so that you can clip up your full episodes and create additional pieces of content from that, which is what we will use for the clips channel. And also just as far as optimizing your podcast for, uh, YouTube, um, you know, I would recommend including some kind of branded intro and it could literally be a matter of a few seconds. Again, I'm going back to Joe Rogan, which is just kind of the, the gold standard. He has that um, little circular logo thing with some music that plays for a few seconds and then it goes right into the show. And it's just enough for you to know Joe, that's a Joe Rogan podcast. You know, Gary Vayner, Vaynerchuk talks a lot about kind of that audio mark, uh, audio signature, where, you know, most of his videos, you see the little, his little logo pops up and there's a, a little sound effect that when used enough, you, you associate with Gary V. So, 
you know, if you can kind of incorporate some kind of intro that has not just a visual, um, visual factor to it, but also the audio side of it, you can create a strong brand association with your podcast. And then whenever anyone hears that, even if they're not looking at it, they know that, oh, hey, somebody's listening to the Hayfield Digital Podcast or whatever it may be. Uh, it's also a good idea to record some side, some kind of, and I don't, I currently don't do this on the full podcast. I just kind of talk about it live before I end the podcast, but, you know, ending your podcast with some sort of call to action. So, and it could, it doesn't take long to do this. You can just get on camera as a separate clip and say like, Hey, thanks so much for uh, listening and watching this week's podcast. If you're not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button, hit the bell for notifications, do all that kind of stuff. And just tell people what you would like them to do at this point. Maybe you want them to subscribe. Maybe you want them to go to your website. Maybe you want them to check out your new ebook, whatever it may be, but toss that at the end. If you have people's interest, if you, if you have a, a viewer who's watching your podcast all the way to the very end, then there's a chance that they're interested in what you had to say. And there's an even more of a chance that they will be even more interested to do more for you, maybe to support you, maybe to subscribe, whatever it may be. Um, but at least that sort of gives them a little direction. It's like, Hey, you enjoyed this now consider doing this, right? So consider that. So now let's, let's talk about Eclipse channel and the differences between having a clips channel and then just having a main podcast channel. So the main podcast channel is going to be used primarily for uploading your full episodes. The clips channel as the name suggests, is going to be a separate channel where you only upload smaller portions of your main podcast episode in smaller chunks. So for every one episode, depending on the length of your podcast, for every episode you have, you may be uploading um, five to 10 clips to this other channel. Uh, and the reason that you want to have two and separate those two pieces of content. You might be asking yourself, well, why, if I have a podcast channel, why wouldn't I upload the full podcast and then just upload the clips to the same channel? You know, I could even create playlists and things like that. Well, you, you run the risk of turning away people who only subscribe to your channel for the full length. You know, maybe most of the people who subscribe to your channel, uh, you know, they like to walk on the treadmill while they watch the video version of your podcast. Maybe they, you know, they're at work and they just turn on your, the video, you know, the video episode on their phone, kind of in the corner of their desk. There's some people that like to just have that, have it open and being, being able to watch it in its entirety. And then there's other people who maybe don't want to sit down for a half an hour or an hour, depending on how long your podcast is. And they would rather watch smaller clips of that. You know, you also might, you got to think about, if someone subscribes to the full length podcast uh, and they're the kind of person who like me, you know, when you open YouTube, you click on subscriptions, you look and see what's new, you know, maybe they don't want a bunch of, you know, miscellaneous clips filling up their feed, you know, especially if you're the kind of person who a full episode ends and then you put together a bunch of clips and upload those at the same time. Maybe, um, you know, they don't want all that extra stuff filling up their feed. So, they might unsubscribe because they don't like how that's happening. So if you have a separate clips channel, someone could decide, okay, I only want to subscribe to the full length podcast, or I'm not interested in subscribing to the full length podcast. I'd rather have some more bite-sized videos that I can watch. Maybe I'll subscribe to the clips channel. That's one thing. The other thing is you also, uh, 
give yourself an opportunity to have another monetization channel. Um, you know, some, certain clips channels have just as many or close to as many subscribers as main channels. So, um, you know, you're, you're increasing your chances of someone clicking on those affiliate links in your description. You're increasing your chance. You're increasing the amount of revenue, you know, assuming that you're eligible for AdSense revenue, you're increasing the amount of revenue you can drive from that. Uh, and you could, you know, if you are working with advertisers, again, that's another monetization channel. You could, you could sell ad inventory on your main channel and then also sell separate ad inventory on your clips channel. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. Long story short, um, there's just an added benefit. Yes. It's a little bit of extra work to keep them separate, but on the clips channel, what I find is that again, if you use some of those things like the upload defaults, like you would with the main channel, and you know utilize end screen set up an end screen template that you can quickly apply to things um you know you won't need to use timestamps. you can keep your descriptions pretty um pretty minimal uh for the clips channel but over there you're working with a lot more frequency so less optimization but more frequency of content uploads versus the main channel which is you know you really want to optimize those channels with timestamps and descriptions and tags and everything um but you're going to be uploading less frequently if that makes sense. Another thing too, that I found that helps a lot. If you have this luxury, let's say you've got a small team that you're working with on a podcast, take a lot of photos of, you know, of the team and, uh, you know, find some, some photos that you can use legally online for your episode and keep those in a bank. Because when you're creating these clips, you obviously want to have thumbnails for each of these clips. Uh, and, and if you're, if you've got someone who can take pictures of your episode as it's going and just different angles and things like that, you can use those photos uh, as quick and easy thumbnails for the clips channel. Um, I don't think you need to spend a ton of time on the thumbnails for each individual clip again, because it does get time consuming after a while. Uh, so I will typically find a good photo that shows, you know, um, people on the podcast and then maybe I'll grab one additional photo that's related to the topic that they're talking about. Put those two together. Boom. There's your thumbnail for that one. Um, let's see. And then as far as the look and feel of the clips channel, you want to keep the branding somewhat similar. So again, I am not the best example of this, but I'm going to kind of show you here what I'm talking about. Pardon Oops, pardon the, uh, the clicks. I uh, see I should have done this. So that's right now I'm going to bring up my screen here. Good. So this is the Hey Digital Podcast um, channel page up at the top. You know, I got my, my uh, profile picture. I've got my um, channel header. And then if you go over to the clips channel, it's very similar. The only difference is I kind of inverted the color, the, uh, yeah, the colors in the, the thumbnail. Um, so it's black, the picture's black and white. And then the little frame there is red. And then I put clips in, um, in the channel art and, um, it's just different enough to where if you looked at it, you would realize that it's related to the heavy digital podcast, but different enough to where you wouldn't get confused if you clicked on one or the other. So, uh, yeah, you definitely want to keep the branding the same. I've seen some clip channels where they literally use just the same, the same podcast logo, and maybe they just put clips underneath it. 
that works too. You just got to make sure it's, it's not identical because you don't want people to get confused. Uh, yeah. And then that's, that's kind of it. So let's go back here. Perfect. So let's see, let's review, go through some of these real quick. Sorry. Just looking through. There we go. Okay, cool. Sorry. Ignore that. So yeah, so to summarize all of this, if you have a video podcast and you plan to push it out on YouTube, what you want to do is set up a main channel that will just be for your full podcast episodes. And then you want to set up a clips channel, which will just be for clips of your main podcast. And those clips really can vary in length. It depends. You don't need to, there's really no set length you need to, to look for. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the 10 minute rule with Facebook videos. You want to shoot for 10 minutes. Cause that's, you know, whatever, I don't know how true that is. Um, but also, you know, you don't want to design your podcast around talking about subjects for 10 minutes, simply to appease the YouTube algorithm. So I, what I would say is whatever the clip ends up being is what it ends up being. You're looking more for frequency on this clips channel. You're going to be pumping a lot of content there. Um, so worry less about having it a certain length of time and worry more about, um, just making sure that the clips make sense and that you can be publishing them up there a lot. At some point, I'm going to get off my ass and start doing that with my own channels because I need to. It's just that usually on Sundays when I record these episodes, man, I, after this is done, you are usually running errands and then I have another project that I work on in the evenings on Sundays. Then Monday comes around and things just get busy again. So I'm slacking definitely on my part. That's totally, I totally admit that. But, uh, one of these days when I get real serious about this, even more serious than I am now, you'll notice, you'll see, cause I'll be, I'll be on top of it and I'll be pushing stuff out constantly. But anyway, those are kind of my tips and, and these tips actually, um, I, 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 I probably talked about these before too, but the uh, creator retreat I went on back in December of 2019, this is one of the things we talked about because it was right around that time when I was starting up the podcast and as a group, we were talking about, you know, what talk about your channel, what are you doing what this and that I was initially streaming this podcast to my main podcast channel. And as I was talking, Jevin Dovey, who some of you may be familiar with, he was one of the, the hosts of the, the retreat. He raised his hand and said, you're going to kill your channel if you do that. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier about how, you know, if people are subscribing to my content for, you know, five to 10 minute instructional tutorial based videos, for the most part, they're not going to, they could be put off by all of a sudden being presented with these, you know, 30 to one hour long podcast episodes, just completely different type of content than what I'm currently creating. So as a result, that could turn some people away. And some people, there's been other anecdotal, um, you know, evidences of people doing that where they try to change either the subject or content type or whatever of their channel. And then they turn a bunch of people off. And I didn't want to turn my main channel into a podcast channel. I just wanted to be able to present the podcast there. But after I talking through that in the group and sort of looking around and seeing how all these other podcasts are doing it, like that, where they have the two different channels. Um, 
it, it clicked. It made sense to me. So that's my takeaway. Uh, and, and in the, the, in, in the instances that I've been incorporating that it seems to have been working well so far. So take that for what it's worth and, uh, incorporate that however you'd like. Um, but I think that that's at, at this point in time and October, 2020, that's kind of how it's done. But anyway, Hey, if you're still here watching with me, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button wherever you happen to be watching or listening and be sure to follow me on social media at Ryan Hafey on Instagram and Twitter. Um, by the way, there's also a link in the description of this video uh, where you can click it and send me an audio message. So if you've got a message you want to send me or maybe you have a question that you'd like me to answer on the show, click that link in the description. It's towards the top ish. You'll see it there and uh, send me a message and uh, I'll answer it on the show. But anyway, other than that, I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for watching and listening. I'm going to go ahead and call this one done. So until next time, keep on creating, making, and doing, and we'll see you in the next one.